The Viridian Nutrition range of 200 plus award-winning products includes vitamins, minerals, herbs, nutritional oils, specialty supplements, tinctures and balms. All formulated to be helpful, efficacious and pure. By choosing our Viridian Nutrition range, you are one step closer to your goal of 100% wellness. Ethical vitamins with an organic heart. Available at all Browns outlets. Browns and you. There are billions of women passing through similar experiences all around the world and for whatever reason, we often feel like we're alone. It's time to make a point of discussing these topics from a range of viewpoints. These conversations surpass age, race, location. They are relevant to women everywhere. Welcome to The She Word. Conversations that women rarely have, but really should. Welcome, ladies, and of course, gentlemen, welcome to the last show of the main season of season three here at The She Word. We have an amazing show lined up for you today. And even though it's our last show, fear not, because not only does Sasha pick up next week with a series of the Young Women's Edition, but also we're going to be having a whole bunch of one-to-one -one interviews, a mini-series on identifying and dealing with narcissists. And then next year, we have so much more for you at The She Word. We have women in business. We have The He Word coming up, hosted by Malta's top male podcaster. And we have The She Word live event. Now, with all of that in mind, it is time for you to subscribe, like, or follow. So whatever is happening under here, and if you're listening to us on Spotify, go have a look on the screen. Make sure you engage with us because we have the most incredible 2024 lined up for you. Now, once again, if you're one of our Patreon page subscribers, a huge welcome to you and a very special thank you because not only have we been offering you deals not only have we been making special offers not only do you get the content without adverts and you get it before anybody else we also have a lot of exclusive content coming up for you in the next couple of weeks i promise and of course by being a patreon page subscriber you are doing something amazing. You are a superhero because 50% of the profits of the Patreon page go straight to the Richmond Foundation that supports women who are affected by the topics that we talk on any of the shows by offering therapy and guidance. So thank you to you. So back to today's final show of this season and we're featuring some very special guests whom I am absolutely thrilled to have around this table. Today we're going to be talking about women and adult entertainment in a variety of forms, but with three amazing women here. First of all, Emily Jones, who I first met and connected with in January 2022, when I hosted Emily for an episode of The Interviewer. What I was expecting was an interesting story about Emily's rise to the top 1% of OnlyFans creators with a following of Instagrams, Instagrammers of over a quarter of a million. Now, what it turned out to be was the most surprising, powerful, and moving interview I think I've probably ever done. 
And after a year away from socials, I contacted Emily and asked her to come back on this show to talk about this topic. And I'm thrilled to have her here again. And not only that, we do have a one-to-one, a follow-up interview coming out in the next couple of weeks. Emily, thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me. Always happy to have a chat with you, Trudy. Thank you so much. And I'm going to come back and let you do your own introduction in just a second. Also on this episode is Undyne Leverve, who I have known even longer than that because you were a guest on The Big Drive Home on XFM. 2017? (gasps) That long ago? Or 2018. Oh my word. It's been a while. (laughs) And you were were teaching me, I was going to say trying to teach me because I wasn't very good at it. You were teaching me how to be a little tiny bit flirty. That's it. Those are those eyes. Because you are not only a theatre performer, you're also a burlesque dancer and you have an OnlyFans presence as well. So we're going to talk all about that because I think that needs some explanation. And Anna Claro. Hello. Hello there. I am very inspired and looking forward to talking to you as well because not only did you take a pause from your OnlyFans, very successful OnlyFans following last year due to a new job as an affiliate manager, but you're thinking of going back to do this, but you're also a mum of two, exactly, a businesswoman (laughs) and a bodybuilder. So I'm really excited about finding out more about that. So I'm just... Not more than me. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'm glad to have you here. So listen, before we go any further I'm going to ask these ladies just to fill in the details and I'm going to stick with you Anna fill in a little bit more of the details about you because we we literally just met but you've already inspired me you're a mum of two you're a businesswoman you're also an OnlyFans content creator tell me a little bit more about yourself where are you from and what do you do thank you thank you for having me tonight uh I'm from Portugal my family is from Venezuela and Angola so it's a really interesting mix um, so I live in Malta for a long time now, nine years, and yeah, I'm a mom of two. Uh, the gap is very big, actually. My son is 22, my daughter is nine, so it's like 12 oh, years wow. and a half gap. <laughs> and it's very interesting. Hang so... on a second, sorry, sorry, sorry. <laughs> You're a mom of a 22-year-old? Yes. <laughs> Dang, you look amazing. Jeez. That's surprising. Yeah. Right? It, yeah. yeah. You I, look I, absolutely I knew incredible. It. I knew it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, she knows everything. Okay, so yeah. So, but you're also a businesswoman as well. You work in, in iGaming? Yeah, I work in iGaming, yeah, for six years and a half. And so last year in December, literally one year ago, I had this opportunity to change role. And I was very, very excited. So I had my OnlyFans page in the moment. Are we allowed allowed to say OnlyFans or OF? You Not can sure. say whatever you like. Yeah? OnlyFans okay, is cool. OF. We'll go with that. Whatever you like. <laughs> so I was advised advised in that time to not doing, uh, not work in the page because it will be influencing on my work because in this industry people goes and deep mm, about you about you, what you're doing that stuff and I was like a bit afraid because I didn't I didn't want to ruin and it was a, a nice and big um, challenge for me the change of role so I want to do the like the things the proper things in this industry you know 
You see, you see, we are going to stop you just there because you've raised a really big topic that we really need to dive in deeply mm -hmm. to. And that is OnlyFans, adult entertainment, social, and we media. Get, uh, social media and all of that. And we're going to do that in just a second. All right, all but right. I am so glad that you're on the show because I think this is going to be an important part of this conversation. I'm, I'm, you're going to have to wait till last, Emily, all right? <laughs> Best for last. <laughs> well, not at all, because I've got a table oh, of three man. amazing women. Tell me a little bit more about yourself, because you've got a, a huge, huge uh, portfolio of things oh. that you're up to. So, oh so tell me a little bit about you. Yeah, uh, so first and foremost, I'm a burlesque performer. Uh, so I actually, I'm the pioneer of burlesque in Malta. When I started, there wasn't a movement here. And that was a really big uphill battle for me to kind of prove that burlesque is an art. Because when I started, people were like, oh, it's no different from stripping. And obviously, we'll, we'll talk Again, about that. Because, another thing we need to talk about. Yeah, but because there was no knowledge about it, right? People are scared of what they don't know. And if you don't, you know, you need to educate people. So that's what I've been doing. And, and I do that, but I also teach burlesque. And then I... Um, I do acting, as you know, and I did some music and I do this and that. I, I do content creation, of course, um, but I see it more as an extension of my burlesque because, you know, when uh, Instagram was really clamping down on the pictures, I still wanted to make sexy content, but I found that if I open an OnlyFans, I can still do this really teasing con content, which is part of like very close to my burlesque, but, you know, just a little bit more as a little bit of a, like an extension because I still just, it's a bit teasing. It's, it's still tasteful and it's a bit of a like, ah, you know? Uh, yeah. And I teach burlesque, which is okay. very important to me. And also this year or a year ago, I started um, with a group of people producing Malta's first fetish events. Um, so we have Malta's first fetish parties as well. Oh, wow. <laughs> okay. We have a lot to talk about, but Undine, Explain to me, because you have this beautiful accent, and it's, it, to me it's a little tiny bit American. Whereabouts are you from? How long have you been in Malta? I've been in Malta for 20 years. Whoa, <laughs> you beat me, girlfriend. Yeah, I went to school here and everything. But my mom's a Russian, my dad's Dutch, but I was brought up between Moscow and, and London. And then I went actually to New York for a while because I wanted to find my burlesque style. And I went to New York and I went to as many shows as I could um, and to wow. experience that. But I think the accent comes from playing five years in an American football team, <laughs> a girls team. Oh, I'm cool. sorry, I don't Soccer. know how to follow that up. That's that's quite that's just a lot. Crazy. Yeah. Okay. There is a lot to uncover <laughs> there, and I'm really glad that you're here. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Emily, American football, no? <laughs> Not really my style. No, a little, <laughs> a little different. But very Tell us about yourself. <laughs> well, I am. Emily and my Instagram is Miss Jones and that's kind of my online persona. Um, I would say I'm a full-time content creator, uh, both on Instagram, TikTok with my 700 followers and, uh, and also a full-time OnlyFans content creator as well. Um, I focus quite heavily on the body positivity movement, um, body confidence for women of all shapes and sizes and men too and whoever wants to follow along that's kind of the message that I would like to get across to people talking about representation of different body types in the media and that's something that I feel very passionately about 
with my OnlyFans as well. I think it's a place where people can enjoy completely unedited, uncensored content of a real woman's body with all the ups and downs that come with it. And yeah, that's kind of my slice of the internet. Fantastic. Well, in which case, I'm going to stick with you because the next question I'm going to ask to each of you to kind of set the scene before we get into this deep dive, because I know that everybody's eager to get going. <laughs> but before we get there, uh, I just want to to ask you guys what you do. Now, before we get to that, I just want to also run some statistics because according to a recent survey, uh, the average OnlyFans creator, we're talking about OnlyFans as well as as burlesque and, and everything else, uh, earns between $150 and $180 a month, which equates to about $2,000 a year. People who uh, pay for the subscription are normally between 35 or the average is between 35 and 44. OnlyFans is valued at $18 billion, eight times more than it was in 2028 times more than it was in 2020. Currently, there are 190 million active users on OnlyFans. Now, the global adult entertainment market, and we're not talking about OnlyFans, we're talking about everything, because we're going to be talking about everything today, was valued at uh, $51,827.1 million in 2023 and expected to expand at a rate of 6.7% during the next year. I mean, these are phenomenal statistics Mm. and they, it is a massive industry and it's a massive industry that is very recent because of the emergence of online technology. Mm. Let's face it. So to set the scene before we start deep diving into what it's like to be doing what you're doing, what it's like to be a mum, what it's like to be burlesque and, and everything and all of that and the whole bunch of questions I have. I want to just start off by asking each of you, what is your story in adult entertainment? What got you into doing this? What do you do and what do you not do? So I'm going to start with Emily and I'm going to come back in the reverse order because I want to find out exactly <laughs> what you guys are about. So Emily, Yes. What? How did you get into it briefly? Because we've interviewed yeah. about this. But what um, do you do? What do you not do? I think uh, pretty much how I got into it is that I had a message from somebody who runs a very successful OnlyFans page. And she basically got in touch to ask if I was interested in starting one using her referral code. And she kind of, um, I would say, acted as a bit of a mentor for me and asked my my Instagram page grew a following quite quickly in a quite a short space of time um so I knew that I would be doing something with it to make money but I didn't really know what and I think you know it takes time for you to start getting brand deals and paid ads and I wanted to make some money um I was in a bit of a difficult kind of life situation at that stage having lost my job because of problems with my health um so I thought yeah you know it would be a good way to to make a bit of money and and see how it goes and she kind of encouraged me to understand that you don't have to, that you can put out the type of content that you want. You know, the the platform is 
within your control. You can decide what you put out there. So that's what I did. And that's how I started basically. And the rest is history. Um, what do I do and what don't I do? I would say, first of all, I'm very encouraging that if anybody wants to know what I do, that they go and pay the subscription fee. And Shameless <laughs> advert there. <laughs> and come and have a look because I do think, Just mark. <laughs> I think that that's a, a, a big part of um, the intrigue, you know, kind of you pay to get behind the paywall and see what's there. And if you do so, then you can find out. Um, but I would say that, yeah, my content is, I would describe it as Playboy style content for a different generation and marginal, a marginalized body type that maybe we don't see that much in the mainstream media, but you know, there's people out there who would like to <laughs> that's a that's a really beautiful way of putting it. So, you know, it's very much about the unedited beauty of a woman's natural body and curves. And that's how I would describe it, basically. And I find it to be a very empowering and enjoyable platform to work on. So, yeah, that's okay. what I would say. <laughs> so by saying what you do do kind of means that I don't need to ask what you don't do. Yeah, I would say I don't consider what I do to be porn. Um, I don't kind of film sex scenes or anything like that. Um, absolutely no shame or, or looking down on anybody who does, but that's kind of, I have a little bit of a line of where I draw the line with my content and I don't do that. Um, but you know, never say never. We've spoken before about how your ideas about life can change. And, you know, I like to go with the flow and see how things go. But at the moment, that's not what I do. Okay, that's, that's cool. That has beautifully set the scene. Now I'm coming to both of you ladies. But first of all, I'm going to stop here on this side with Undine. Now you just mentioned you went to the US to train for burlesque. Okay, let, let's go back one step. Uh, you, you you now have the, the fetish involvement and you also have an OnlyFans as well. Let's go back one step. Where did this all start from? What did you do and what do you not do? Okay. Um, I'm happy. I'm very happy to be in this beautiful sandwich. I'm cozy in the middle here. <laughs> I just wanted to say that. Um, so my, my mom actually played a big part in 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 me becoming an artist because she trained me in everything like um when I was a kid I did like m music I did singing I played the piano I did dance I did acting I did horse riding I did swimming I did painting I did everything you could think of like everything my, my schedule was like this um and she's very supportive still but when I came to Malta I felt like something was missing and I wanted I felt ready to find my thing and I didn't know what it was. So I tried different types of dance. I tried like belly dance and hip hop and it wasn't that. And then there was a Canadian woman here, Liv Yorston, who was giving a burlesque course while she was here. And my friends dragged me to it. I was like burlesque as if. And they, they took me there. And then after a couple of classes, I was like, I think this is it. Like, I think this is what I want to do because it's like, it's dancing, but it's acting and it's, it's cheeky. It's not too much, but you know, it's very tongue in cheek and it's kind of, I love that kind of giving and taking and teasing. It's, it's so exciting for me. Um, and being on stage doing that makes me feel so powerful. So when I felt that I was like, I knew I needed more. Um, and that's how I got into burlesque. But she left soon after, and then I had to learn. So I went to New York, and I was actually 19. My mom got me a fake ID card. 
a Oops. fake university <laughs> <I'm> mom. <laughs> like a fake university ID card. It just applied online, got me okay. And I went to every show I could find. I just went to shows and I watched and watched and watched as many shows as I could to kind of really experience it. I'm going to pause for a second for anybody who doesn't know what burlesque is. Mm. Because again, we want, during of the course. course of this, we want to blow away some of these uh, these stereotypes or these misconceptions of what the, so tell me exactly we've had this conversation yes. but we did it on on a radio show burlesque is what burlesque is not the movie burlesque <laughs> just to be clear and someone's like oh I love the movie I'm like yeah I'm sure you do uh it's the art of seduction it's the art of tease it's um it's not about like it is uh dance or whatever, multidisciplinary arts with elements of disrobing. But it's not about the final reveal, but it's about the journey there. So it's about how you take your clothes off. It's about how you do it. It's about the character that you are. You know, I have an act where I'm a big flower and I take my petals off. And, you know, I'm, I'm a flower and I'm getting de-petaled. Ooh. <laughs> 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 um, so, you know, it's it's... It's just a very artistic form of, I say artistic disrobing, because that's what I think it is. With, with music and a form of dance yeah. to it. And so it's it's strip teasing. It's more about the tease Ooh, than the strip teasing. I like that. Huh? But I mean, where do you think stripping came from strip tease? You know, burlesque was what came before. Yeah, but we say strip tease and I don't think anyone's actually, for me, broken that down to strip Tease, huh? Yeah. So apart from the burlesque, and we're going to break that down even further, what else do you do and what do you not do? So I um, I organize fetish parties because I think that that's like, I've made burlesque a thing here and people now know it's art and they enjoy it and it's great and makes me so happy. So now I'm like, okay, the next thing I'm passionate about, let's bring that into the mix. So now I'm organizing fetish parties okay. and trying to show people that... It, there's nothing wrong in that, you know, as well. And my content on OnlyFans is a little bit also a little bit of that as well because um, there are so many people who are interested in that Malta, but they're scared to say or they're shy about it. They think it's something wrong. But it's not. It's just what you're into, you know, and it doesn't have to be dirty or or in any way. Like, yeah, it's just, it's consensual, like adults, Yeah. Uh, deciding that they want to try something new together, right? Okay. Um, so you also mentioned the OnlyFans. So in a in a one sentence, can you tell me what you don't do? Because I think this is as important as defining what you do do. Absolutely. So like I said, I do like teasing content, but I don't do any kind of pornography. So there's none of that. Yeah. Uh, like like you. Um. I do. Um. I just basically don't go beyond topless. Uh, so okay. For me, that's. But it's like fun ways of doing it. And all my content that I create for OnlyFans is exclusive to that as well. Okay, cool. So. Again, shameless ad. Yeah. <laughs> hello, hello. Hello. I know we do, we're going to do a shameless ad as well, aren't we? But, but I loved what you were saying before about, about taking a break for, the, for your work and that being a priority. And also I know that you're passionate to talk about being sexual, being empowered as a mum as well so we have a lot to talk about but for a moment mm -hmm. tell me what you have done because we're going to talk in the in in your sure. context about your your sort of more of your past tense because you're talking about coming back to OnlyFans but it, this is in the past but 
You also are a bodybuilder, for goodness sake, and you look absolutely blimming gorgeous. So what do you do and what do you not do? So can I start when I, I why I start? Absolutely. <laughs> so in that, in that moment, I had a boyfriend and uh, we are very crazy and we're like, I can see, I can say that we're like addict to sex and to be sexy and to be, you know, make ourselves um, in some way to show to the cameras and, but nothing like porno. <laughs> okay. But he was the one to push me to this world, to OnlyFans. He was like, Anna, you're always so sexy and sensual in your Instagram. Why you don't take um, profit from, from that? So from that time, I stopped to publish that much on Instagram. I opened my account. He was the supporting me one. He was like always there for me. And I stopped to do like this content, like sexy or in Instagram, you know, I start to do it just only fans. Um, and it, it works, you know, people want to see, people want to watch me, my sensual and my sexy, sexy face, uh, you know. Um, it was very interesting because it was giving me so much pleasure, you know, to, to show this face. And... He passed away. So, me too. So, and I wanted to, in somehow, to make him, feel him alive. So, I continued to do my stuff. But then I got this chance to change role and that, and then I chose to stop. But it was like, because of him, I start this world, you know. And I'm very happy that I start. And help me a lot financially. <laughs> so, <laughs> <yes>. <laughs> that's always a good thing. But you, I think you've also defined what you don't do because you started out and said, I don't do porn. So, we are not talking about pornography here on the show today. We're talking about content creation. Exactly. Ooh, but there was a big pause there. There was like, yeah, why not? I never say no. I never close doors. Ooh. <laughs> I never close doors. Uh, this I, is exactly what Emily just said. You exactly. guys have been hanging out together for sure. Yes. <laughs> but I, I'm a bit different because I actually have my my like line, and because I don't want to step too far away from burlesque, um, I I don't think I'll ever go there because, like, I yeah, I just I I have kind of I love to tease. I am like you. I love but to tease. But that's the thing. I will and this tease is it. But... More excited than to you show everything. So for yeah, me, fantasy. For you know? me, it's the most exciting and the most sell. You know. And Emily over there is nodding as well. <laughs> so I think everybody at the table. We've all said it's not porn. It's and everybody's nodding at this idea of tease. Yes. So let me. Let me also just want. I just want to say Ooh. there's nothing wrong with doing porn. Like yeah, I support wrong. people who do porn. A lot of my friends do porn on OnlyFans. Yeah. I'll, it's just, I think it's for every person has their own thing. And, and, no, absolutely. Yeah. But what I'm saying is that what we're talking about today, just to make sure that if anybody is following afterwards, that they their expectations are that this is what we're talking about in this yeah. show. Definitely. Yeah. Yes, yes, definitely. They, they heard OnlyFans world and they think that is a porno mm. world. And it's a more than that. There you go. More. Yes. That's why. That's, yeah. I'm, and I'm pointing, which is terribly mm -hmm. rude, but I, you just hit the nail right on the head there. So now we've done that, I'm going to ask you, okay, before we talk about perception and so on, I, this question really, really excites me. I'm going to throw it on the table and you guys jump into it as you want. 
What do you find most rewarding about what you do or have done? Personally, as I kind of said earlier, I find it quite exciting and empowering to see that myself as a plus size woman who has never really seen anybody who looks like me, you know, in Playboy magazine or on the TV or in music videos um, to kind of be making a living off how I look. I just find it to be very exciting, very interesting. I think it just shows that the world is a very big place and that beauty standards are not one set thing and that people find different things attractive and that, you know, we should be open to that and we should celebrate that similar to your fetish interests, you know, that there's people are interested in different things and there's no need to kind of keep things hidden away as a dirty secret, but you know, it makes life interesting. I agree. And I think burlesque is also like what I love about burlesque because burlesque is very body positive. Yes. In burlesque, you actually see women and men and anyone in between of all shapes and sizes. There's no specific like shape you, you need to be. And this is something I wanted to do ballet when I was a kid and I wasn't accepted into the Moscow Ballet Academy because they looked at me and they were like, nope, short, stout. <laughs> not good five-year-old me going <laughs> and then I found an art form in which I am like like the quint not the quintessential but like I you know my curves are celebrated and I can be how I am without saying oh I'm too fat or I'm too short or I'm too whatever you know mm. and I, I can I, and it made me so confident as well in how I look mm. and now the rewarding thing is that I have mostly women but men too and they come to my class and they're Women of men and anyone really of different shapes and different sizes and they walk away feeling, you know, even if they do it for a short time, some of them go on to perform, but some of them they leave and they say, well, thank you because now I feel a lot more confident in general or I'm doing better at my job because I feel more confident or, you know, in my relationship, my sex life, like the body positivity, just feeling empowered from burlesque because they do. And that is so rewarding whenever someone comes up and tells me that they're like, sorry, I'm stopping, but I've got what I needed, you know, maybe, or, or, you know, I, I want to keep coming, but I'm just coming for myself because it makes me feel good. You know, I've got women in their fifties coming. I've, I've got different people of different age and my mom's 70. She performs in my show. She doesn't do full burlesque, but she takes a little bit of things off oh and it's so much Does fun. Anyone, anyone else want to meet Undine's mum? Because uh, she sounds amazing. You should have my mum on your show. I'm, she I is know, I'm, I'm having her. I'm having her, definitely. She's, my dad sings and she's there and she's pulling faces and she's taking her skirt off. And, amazing. I had the opportunity to be on stage with them. Oh yeah, she performed in my you show. I booked her. Amazing family. <laughs> All of them. <laughs> oh, there's so much love on this table. <laughs> I mean, for you as well, Anna, what's the most rewarding Me? part? My God, I'm 40 years old now. So I'm so glad. I'm so mm, happy to do these. And I feel confident in this age, right? So for me, mm, I'm proud of my content there. I'm very proud. So if it go, goes out from some, because there's a lot in bad people around there right there is it's the possibility or our content goes out it's huge but if it goes if it goes out i'm very proud i'm not ashamed 
um, and even I have two kids and everything. I think my kids will be proud of their their mom. <laughs> so, but does it when it comes to the rewarding part? Because I'm asking, you know, yeah. specifically about what is rewarding. Is the is the following? Is the the engagement? Is the is that a? I mean, we we can't deny the fact that if somebody looks at you and thinks that you're beautiful, that is which you guys obviously do have people looking at you and thinking that you're beautiful. That must be a, a, a very fantastic dopamine hit. That must be a, a bit of a thrill as well, no? For me, yes. It's... Yeah, I suppose so. But I really think that um, if you're kind of chasing that, that mm -hmm. you're never really going to get that kind of high that you're looking for, you know. Like the reality is that you have to feel it inside regardless of what other people think of you and I think again that's it's that um, aspect of that confidence I mean I can see looking around the table here that everybody's kind of very confident within themselves and it's something that kind of radiates and gives you a certain magnetism I think um, and it's really not just about how you look you know, no, it's no, 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 no. And mm. I think it's the same thing with, you know, people that it's you find. It's your personality that yeah. you're showing there. No, people are yeah. following you yeah. because of, because there's a lot of beautiful girls, man, That's around. Right. That's so and like, you need to, it's, it's something inside, mm. not just, uh, you know, it's everything. Like, I think it's a full package. Yeah. And, and also, I, oh, sorry. No, go ahead. No, it forces me to be creative. Mm. Like, you always have to think of like, how am I going to, present myself or new, what new content I come up with and also surprisingly the communication that I have with the fans I thought it would be much worse but people are so nice so many people are respectful you know and 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 there are people who have been following me for a, a long time and we have nice conversations and I love that because every now and then I'll throw a question in and I, I'll ask something you know I'll say oh I had this dream tonight tell me one that you had and then I'll tell you mine and sometimes I get these descriptive cool and, I, and it's just sometimes it's such a pleasure to talk to people and I was yeah. surprised that I think that's um you know another aspect also of the platform of OnlyFans that kind of is quite exciting is the engagement that you can have with your following yeah. um you know I've got quite a big Instagram page I'm I often can't respond to dms from people that i know let alone you always make me laugh when you say i've got a quite big quite a big instagram yes there's 281 well you know followers. in comparison to people who have two or three million followers it's a drop in the ocean but you know yeah there's there would be quite a few people to respond to but i can't have that kind of relationship with people on Instagram, but obviously I kind of prioritize my subscribers on OnlyFans. So if people want to have a chat with me or, uh, you know, get in touch, that's a great way to do it. Because obviously I prioritize, will prioritize my subscribers. Too, yeah. I also said, and then if yeah. people are nasty, I just tell them like, don't be nasty. And if they continue being nasty, I'm just like, sorry, I don't, I don't, you know, you need to talk to me nicer. And then <laughs> we'll talk about that. Lay down the law. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to touch on that in a, in a few minutes because I want to find out about um, anything that is negative as much as the positive. But I am overwhelmed by each of you. And I'm taking away at the moment the fact that you've, you've talked about the confidence. I'm blown away, Anna, by how much you're saying that this 
this has fed your confidence. You, you're 40 years old. You look amazing. Thank you. And you're still a baby. Um, <laughs> no, you really are. Um, but the fact that it's fed your confidence, but each of you, and, th and th that's the one thing that's kind of going off in my head is that mm. somehow you ladies in all very different positions in very different, uh, from very different backgrounds, different countries, yeah. from different areas, you've all found something that you have in common that gives you this confidence. And I'm sitting here, quite frankly, quite jealous. Not that I'm going to go and open an OnlyFans page, don't worry, husband. But, <laughs> which leads me on nicely to the perception. So we talked about the, re the reward, the perception. Now you, Anna, were in a position whereby your, your partner at the time encouraged you to go down this me, road. Yeah. Uh -huh. But so he obviously was was not just happy with it, but encouraging you. Yeah. But public, he was proud. Public, <laughs> proud, exactly. <laughs> but public perception, friends and family, colleagues, obviously you made a decision for work. Yes. What has been the perception of people around you for what you've done or you do? I was, uh, I was <clears throat> very clear with what I was doing. Not like, exp I was promoting these on, on social media. So I was very um, aware, open, open uh, about other people's seeing what I was doing. Right? For me, not it was not an issue at all. So for my family, I I spoke with my mom, my father. Look, I have my my OnlyFans page. It's like a sexual, sexy thing. I'm selling pictures, videos, and you know, people are following me. And my mom was like supporting me. My mom was like the first, like, uh, you know, my first fan. And yeah, she was uh, really okay with this. And um, my friends, like, so I'm curious. Another one's like, oh, you know, give me um, support. Um, I think a lot of people thought or think that I, I did uh, hardcore <laughs> because me and my my boyfriend we, we were like a very very naughty <laughs> style <laughs> but I didn't and uh it's okay you know like um I, I want to pass the message for all moms that they can still be sexy even if they are married if they kids if they have like uh, two works three works they can still be sexy and it's okay it's beautiful you know, because I have friends that they they have this thing that, oh, I'm a mom, I cannot wear these clothes, I cannot show myself in bikini. I had friends talking to me, Anna, you cannot show your body like this. You're a mom. I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, mm -mm, I can, I can, I'm allowed. Who are you to say what is correct, what is wrong? Nobody knows, right? Everything is... It's possible but you know to do what's it. really interesting, and sticking with this theme of perception, mm -hmm. is that you did not change what you were doing because you were a mum, but mm -hmm. you did change what you were doing yes. because of the perception by your work colleagues and your industry. So being a mum, you just wanted to embrace it. Yes. But obviously in your workplace, you decided to take a break. Uh, I was worried about this industry. Uh, I was worried that clothes were close to me, you know, will be closed. That's why I took the decision. And I think it's a bit about But survival. I paused. I didn't stop. <laughs> uh -huh. 
I pause it. No, Being no, no. You were clear when we I spoke. I pause it because today when you contact me, I opened my page and I saw... <laughs> I, I saw a, um, a quite amount there and I'm not doing for a one year nothing. I'm not posting. I'm not sharing nothing. I'm not selling anything. And I saw like people is keeping um, uh, following subscribing. you. Subscribing me. Yeah. And this is amazing. This put me like in this position. I want to come back. You Why not? <laughs> you can thank me later for that. But sometimes we take photos and I put photos of us. And I'm like, oh. <laughs> I think they're respecting me again. They're waiting. They're waiting for me. Mm-mm. But you. So just to touch on that, just that you, your decision to pause, and you're very clear about that, was for a professional uh, reason because maybe your your work colleagues wouldn't see wouldn't perceive what you were doing in the same way as your friends. I mean, I have to say you're very blessed if your friends are your mum. I mean, we know about Undine's mum, who's just amazingly cool, but your mum was embracing what you were doing as well. And in that regard, you're very, very blessed. I have to say that <laughs> one year my mum was here and I was like, mum, I need some pictures for all the fans and, and videos. And she was like behind me taking these <laughs> pictures and videos in the beach. <laughs> and I this think place. my mum would do that. And it's so cool, you know, your own mom. <laughs> she has done that. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm just thinking about my mom, mom, I love you. I think um, I need to give a revenue share. <laughs> I need to give her a commission. Absolutely, you do. We could have a whole show with, you You know, your mom. Yeah. Um, yeah. Emily, perceptions. Let's talk about perceptions from, from yeah. you uh, for a moment. Mm. Family, friends. We've had this conversation when I first yes. interviewed you because that was actually quite positive. Yes. So I would say I also, before I started, I kind of sat down with my immediate family and discussed things with them and explained what I was going to be doing and so on. So I also had a bit of a similar situation with Anna that I sat down and, and explained it because I didn't want anything to take anybody by surprise. Um, I think the perception of things is a very important thing for people to take into account. And I think it's very a very important thing for people to bear in mind if they're planning on starting a career in OnlyFans or any adult entertainment, that it is it's not for the for the weak willed definitely not for the not. faint hearted <laughs> not for the faint hearted at all um you know i think you do have to be somebody who's quite has quite a strong sense of self because people a lot of people don't like it they think it's embarrassing they think it's ridiculous they think it's dirty they think it's easy as well <laughs> yeah it's they also think it's easy, easy. now yeah, that's a whole other kind easy. of yeah. um, topic of conversation it was very interesting what you spoke about um the average stats for income from OnlyFans. So I think people hear OnlyFans and they think that, you know, they automatically think that you're just going to start a page and suddenly going to be making thousands and thousands every month and exactly. it's really not the case. It's something that requires a lot of work and a lot of time and effort and planning, promotion. Um, It's something that you've really got to put the effort in to see the reward. And I'm not saying that it can't be rewarding. 
Um, and obviously, I mean, personally, I way prefer it to like sitting in an office all day. <laughs> but, you know, and I and, and when you talk about something being easy, I mean, it's it's an enjoyable, it's an enjoyable job. Um, you make your own hours, you can put in as much as you want to get out. But, you know, you do have to put something in there to get the reward out. It's not just something that kind of, you know, it just rolls in. You've got to do the work and you've got to do the promotion and you've got to put yourself out there. And the less you do, the less you get. That's right. The less you do, the less you get. You mm -hmm. definitely have to keep kind of working at it for sure. Yeah, but obviously because I do burlesque, it's not my first priority. Obviously my first priority is always the burlesque. So, um, but, but, but we're talking about perception here yeah. and I'm, I'm not going to let you get away with that because I'm coming back to you <laughs> well, in a yeah. second. But even with burlesque, you mentioned when you came to Malta, there was no burlesque. Yeah. So, so what is the perception? With all due respect, you are very visible, not only because you do mainstream theatre as well, because people know you and you are not on a page where people can't see you. You are there yeah you are actually physically in front of people what is the perception from a from we don't need to even ask about your family because they're like way there you know sending you off to, to new york with a dodgy yeah. id but, <laughs> but thanks mom <laughs> <laughs> oh i like your mom um but you <laughs> but you obviously have the support from your family but friends partners people who meet you for the first time do you always get a positive feed from that what is the perception of what you do it's very interesting because i've been doing it for 14 years now well professionally like 12 and and the perception perception has been mixed like when i just started people didn't know what it was but it was really funny because the connotation was like burlesque stripper prostitute very much like we're talking mm. malta 13 14 years ago right? And when I would be booked by a club, like I would be there and I would start dancing and doing my thing and people would just be like, oh, what is she doing? And then the girls are mad and the men are not sure if they should be looking or not. And it's just a very awkward situation for everyone. So because of that, I got kind of pushed away and I started doing burlesque abroad because I said, it doesn't work here. I'm going to go abroad. And I started doing it in Paris and Amsterdam and I've been all over Europe doing it. Until then, like in 2000. 15 I got someone who spoke to me and said you know what we have a club and we'd like to host your show and I said it has to be for an educated audience but I've had people who I'd be like oh you know I have a show coming up and they're like oh I'm not sure it's something I should be in like seen at back then and I'm like okay yeah. or you know trying to get funding and people saying well we're not sure we should be involved with that Mm -hmm. And then at the show, we had a Q&A at my first um, theater show in St. James. And one of the questions was like, what does your, your father think of this? And I said, oh, well, why don't you ask him? He's right there. And my dad was like, oh, I think it's really great and really artistic. And I'm like, really? You know, I'm, I'm part of the show and I love it. And, I, and people are like, oh, my God, you know, because they think, oh, my God, the parents must know. You just said that you had a show at St. James. Yeah. St. James Cavalier. But St. James are the ones who gave me my first theater show. Right. I right. went to Tony Sant and I had a meeting with him and he was like, we want to promote this. We want to put this kind of thing on stage. 2015, right? So like, and I was so grateful because then St. James, Times Review, and that's it. Then it's credible. People are like, oh, it's in a theater, darling. It must be art then. <laughs> like, okay. But it really, then since then, burlesque has gone like this, you know? 
you just kind of, it's like the perception is, oh, it's in a club. Oh, it's in a theater, you know? Mm. But I'm happy because now it's doing so well. And I haven't had many, I've had some, but I haven't had many issues at all in the present day. I feel like I've managed to build a scene where there wasn't one. And I've managed to like, it was really an uphill battle. Now my burlesque children, like they've got it easy and I'm happy. You're what your burlesque children? Yeah, kind of because they're like, I raised them. <laughs> they've got it easy. Burlesque like babies. Like, yeah, burlesque babies. <laughs> I'm like, come on, you know, just, you know, I teach them the ropes and then they start performing with me. But like, I don't want them to go through the kind of difficulties I've gone through with it. And I've had boyfriends who... Or, well, no, all my girlfriends have been really supportive, uh, surprisingly. But boyfriends, like, who would get so mad and so jealous? And there was one awful, like, really abusive relationship I ended up being in because he would just not, he, he could not. And he would get so aggressive that I actually stopped for, I think, six months. But I was also doing my theater degree then, so I was like, I justifying it by saying, oh, you know, I'm doing my theater degree. I need to take a pause. But in reality, I after six months, I felt like I was a shell of the person I am. I lost my spark. I lost 10 kilos. I was, I couldn't do, do it without it. And then I escaped and I went back and I said, I'm never going to let anyone stand in the way of what I do, you know, because he was just. It, it, that's really interesting it. that you said about your partner. And, and it's interesting that you're saying about female versus male because, I, I mean, I should imagine that there is there is another dynamic to that, to, yeah. to how your female partners but have, they've have been seen. They've always supportive. Yeah, right, exactly. But but the fact that you mentioned a lot of your boyfriends have not been able to, to handle this, and I'm going to throw this back on the table. Have you ever been involved in a partner relationship where, it, where they did not understand? You guys are really empowered by what you do, but... Are you, has it affected your partners? Yeah, I know that your but, partner passed away, but. I just want to say that like, this is really important. If you're in a relationship and you feel like this person is not letting you be you, like you need to get out. Mm. And that applies. That's so important. That applies not to just this conversation about adult hem. That Everything. applies to every situation. If you can't be you, if you can't wear what you want, if you can't do what you want, if you want to start doing whatever, you know, and they tell you, you can't and you feel like you're you're not being fulfilled because you can't be you like that's not okay you need to get out of there and when I did I like I felt so much better you blossomed again. yeah you and blushed. now I'll only I'll only like go out with people and I'm, I'm happy to have people in my life who love me support me are there for me and you know accept what I do accept me how I am same for you, Emily? Yeah, I would never be in a situation, I would never get involved with somebody who had any kind of problems with it, for sure. Um, and I think it's all about somebody being confident with themselves and the relationship. And one little phrase that I really like, actually, um, that I've coined is, you know, when people, do, people ask about that, you know, what's it? Does it affect relationships? It's like, oh, you're putting everything out there, blah, blah. I always say, is looking at a picture of a slice of pizza the same as eating a slice of pizza? Yeah. Because mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> in Mama my opinion, mia. absolutely not. So I think 
you know, I'm the analogy. I'm never going to be able to look I at pizza that. again in the <laughs> same way. But doesn't the analogy stand kind of in the same way? I mean, it's I just, that. you know, it's just not the same thing. Well, I eat really? pizza with pineapple. Sorry, Sally. <laughs> 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 you're that person I also just want to clarify that there there are great men who are very supportive and who mm. have been supportive and are supportive uh, yeah I don't want to say that it's just women I have had both men and women who are were very supportive what is your that partner regard. that got you into it in the first yeah. place mm. well I don't want but it was very dramatic at the same time but I don't have I don't want drama anymore in my life to be with me it needs to be amazing because i'm amazing alone so yeah i have i have a particular incident because i i uh, also do performance samba performance and i had this incident here in malta i was performing in the in the restaurant bar restaurant and i was performing and dancing and you know we need to seduce as well and i was next to three couples you know and then the, the man was like uh, looking at me, of course. The girl came and she, she slept in my face. <gasps> and I yeah, was, what's going on here? I'm performing. I'm not seducing like, you know, like uh, in, a, in the bad way. And I needed to breathe, content myself because I, I hate fights. I hate these uh, kind of drama. And this. So I, I just leave the place. I breathe, I took a glass of water and I return. But I mean, people here are not prepared for these kind of work. I had Lesko, fetish, kinky like style. That. I came down, I was dancing and I came down into the audience and I came up to one couple and I kind of, you know, I did something like this and the girl went in front of the guy and she said, I don't think so. I was like, okay, moving on. <laughs> yes, we um, need to be professional wow. and we keep on our job. On? But yeah, of course. I'm... Yes, but I talk with my colleagues there and I ask them, please take talk with them, like with the girl, that she cannot do that to yeah. anyone, to anyone, you know? You, you know, you People know. needs to respect, you know, but they, as Indine said, we are here to, to teach them because they don't know. You have to educate the yeah, people. Yeah, they educate them. Yeah. I was going to ask people being offended by what you do or unwanted attention and in both of your instances, it was unwanted attention by a woman who was offense, offended by what you do, which I can imagine. I'm not saying it's beyond, is it right? No, definitely not. You'll jump, jump in, jump in. Do you want me to give you a, a trick that I give my students? Ooh. So I always tell them, when there is a couple, go for the woman. Give her attention because yeah. the woman will feel special and the man will get, be a bit like turned on because, oh, my girlfriend's getting attention from another girl. <laughs> so that way you avoid getting the woman angry and you kind of please everyone. Everyone's happy. Didn't so work I, with me. I always, I <laughs> I always tell yeah. my don't, girls. Don't spoil this because yeah. I'm suddenly seeing the whole of the Maltese population, the female population being very happy. But actually women love burlesque. There's more women coming to burlesque because they, they come to burlesque and they see all these different shapes and sizes and different women and women they can relate to and men they can relate to, right? Because it's not just the, you yeah. know, standard whatever, size six, you know? And, and women love that. Women come in girls' groups and they have a great time. So that perception as burlesque as something for men is so wrong. We get couples and we get even, groups even of women. Samba, even in performance in samba. Of it's all in shapes and formats. You just need to feel the music and dance. It doesn't matter the, you know, the size. It doesn't matter. 
and you need to feel comfortable and confident by yourself. That's Which it. sounds to me like that confidence only comes by doing it and putting yourself out there yeah. and making it happen. Coming back to this unwanted attention, because one of the things I want to just very much clarify is that what you ladies have thrown on the table is the empowerment. It's the why you're doing it. It's what you gain from it, but what you give from it. Mm -hmm. But you must get people. We've talked about perceptions. You must get people getting the wrong end of the stick mm. and giving unwanted attention or just really not being what you want them to be whether it be some a woman who slaps you or whether it be a guy who gets the wrong idea about mm -hmm. who you are oh yeah like ah you know some people think oh you're a burlesque performer you're easy it's like no uh very much not so and then I've had people like that I went to higher secondary with messaging me and go oh you're a stripper now I'm like no I am not a stripper like no <laughs> you know and and then drunk men who try to dance with you and your act but I've gotten very good at like moving them away and putting them in place <laughs> just dance 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 okay go back into the crowd but yeah there is a lot of that you have to be yeah I wish sometimes I wish there was like a glowing neon sign above my head don't touch the performer <laughs> like it wasn't obvious but yeah I don't slap her, please. Yes, and, and don't, don't when well, that goes without. And saying, don't touch the costumes; they're expensive. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Any other unwanted or um, unappreciated attention? I think, yeah, when you're online, you kind of get a lot of that. Uh, it kind of comes with the territory. Mm. Um, I kind of feel that I know how to handle myself, though, and know how to handle it, but. Again, I would think it's something that people should definitely be aware of if they're thinking of getting into that kind of line of work. Um, but having said that, I think, you know, women are quite used to dealing with those types of situations on or offline, I, I would say, wouldn't you? A lot We've of all been there. Yeah. A lot, every day, even not doing the paid OnlyFans. Oh, my gosh. Yes. So every normal social media. You know, it's just kind of, I think, part of being a woman, maybe, when you put sadly, yourself, but yeah. When you yeah. put yourself out there, you have to grow like a mm. thick skin, I think. That's yeah, yeah, true. But, but, yeah. but no, I appreciate that. And I, I understand that. We'll come back to that in a second. But but Emily's just blown my mind away. You And you commented on that too, because we get, as women, misinterpreted Mm -hmm. And unwanted attention or unwanted uh, attraction, whether we keep our clothes on yes. or take them off. I mean, that's right. You yeah. said it comes with the territory, so you can expect mm. it. But hey, we're women; we're gonna get. It's gonna happen anyway. Yeah. I, I like to dress like this. I like to show what I have because when when yeah. you got it flaunted, and I like Absolutely. to show up. You look beautiful. And we were, you know, I was walking in Valletta with a friend, and I don't notice it anymore. I just kind of, I don't know. I just don't. And my friend's like, "Do do you know how many like?" People look, not at you, but at it your boobs. Um, and I'm like, no, I, I I, just don't see it anymore. I don't know. I don't really look at where people are looking. I'm kind of going for what I'm going and listening to my music or talking to a friend. But yeah, it just, it just poof, goes over my head because like, I'm not going to notice what every where every person looked or what every person said like because you can't mm. if you if you if you focus on every little thing you're you know yeah and and another another thing with the misinterpretation as well is um 
I've had I've had quite a lot of propositions of people thinking that I'm an escort. Oh yeah, that's yeah, every day, yeah. all the time. It's every crazy. day, dude. It's like no, um, and you know, again, I mean, fine if you if you if, you, if you've got it flaunted, you know. Again, absolutely no shame to people working in that kind of industry, but I just think it's interesting that that's the perception sometimes, and I think you have to be quite thick-skinned to be able to kind of not be too bothered by what people mm. are thinking but about people, you or saying about you in, in that regard. Saying yeah. as well, that's, that's, I think that's a big one. But I think people can think the dirtiest things mm. when you're wearing a polo neck, you know? That's Especially right. Especially when yeah. you're well endowed. Like, it doesn't, you know, people can mm. think the dirt. I mean, you, you're not going to control what people think. So you can't control what people yeah, think. Yeah, that's so just, true. Yeah. But yeah, that... It that, is okay. That <laughs> thing of what, yeah... That's difficult. But has it ever gotten to a point where you think to yourself, I need to take, I need to make a change? Because, because you mentioned, Emily, how you get, we as women get adverse attention and you wholeheartedly, Anna, nodded away, whether we keep our clothes on or whether we mm, take them off. Mm. But is there any ever a point where you say, okay, enough is enough and, and I need to take action? As you just said, you can actually get rid of an OnlyFan. But if the if the attention is not appropriate and they're giving you a, a hard time, you might want to eliminate them from your... I won't eliminate them, but I just won't, I won't, you know, I won't engage. talk to them. Mm. I won't engage. There's because if, you, can't, if well. you don't respect me, you know, and some people come and they go, I mm. want porn. I'm like, I'm sorry, that that's not what I do here. Mm. Um, so what you see is what you get and that's all, you know. What did you just say, Anna? We need to, okay, this page, you're your own boss. You can do mm. whatever you want. And all, I always do whatever I want. I never, I'm never forced to do anything. So... If someone is asking something, I will tell him, not at the moment I'm not doing, but I'm not closing doors, as I said, you know. If they want to wait, they can wait, they if not. But we need to put barriers, all right? We need to boundaries. be... Boundaries. Boundaries. We yeah, need to boundaries. Be, yeah, we need to, we, need, we need to be respect. Mm. And we. I, I'm always like so... Um, nice with people. You're I'm always the like nicest so, person. No. <laughs> yes, but even like here in the streets or online, mm. I'm always so. You know, I want to hug everyone. I like a huggy person. So people cute. sometimes like they mm, she's more than that, and she they they presume that we yeah, do yeah. all uh, old stuff. But yeah. I think it's because you're so like gorgeous and you're so strong. You're you're you know. So people think that maybe you're, you know. You know what happened with me. But then when you find, when you meet you, it's just, oh, you're so nice. But I feel that I, um, a lot of men, they are afraid of me because of this. I'm so, st I, I look that I'm so strong person, woman, that I feel that they are afraid of me. And somehow it's good. <laughs> so I put them on their place, you know. <laughs> well, that's a whole nother thing we're but, talking about. Here. But I like to work in my feminine energy. Um, and I'm working a lot at this moment. But you're that's incredibly feminine as well. Strong mm -hmm. and feminine, which Thank is you. amazing. And I, I'm working these boundaries, um, barriers. and, and this Boundaries is, is, is very interesting. I think kind of something that I have found in my... IRL, so in real life and also online, is that, you know, 
I'm quite a friendly person. So I feel that I'm kind of like the type of person. Are you the huggy person like me? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe not so much the hugging, but I am friendly, you know, uh-huh. and, and um, I like to make social situations not be awkward by making small talk and smiling. And I like to kind of put the situation at ease because I feel socially awkward. Do you know what I mean? Like, I'll be the one to kind of... If we're making a complaint about something, I'll kind of be the one to say, oh, no, no, it's fine, though. <laughs> you know, I, I avoid confrontation right. at all yeah. costs. So, at all costs. And, and I do think that sometimes that um, is greatly misinterpreted, um, particularly by men. Um, oh, my God, you know, I know. That, you know, people say, well, why are you being so nice? And I think that's something that, you know, sometimes you need to kind of put your foot down you know when somebody's hassling you and you kind of need to be and and really the final frontier is always oh I've got a boyfriend or I'm engaged or I'm married then it's kind of like okay then they can't kind of go any further than that but it's just disappointing that you really have to get Mm -hmm. to that stage because you really should just be able to say no I'm not interested without them turning around and saying well you're a fat bitch anyway I wasn't going to ask (laughs) you That happens. <laughs> Which, as you can imagine, as a plus size girl, mm. you know, I, I, I there's have a lot of experience. <laughs> yeah, but uh, but as I say, I just think that I just think as you go through life and you get a bit older and you have a bit of life experience that, and, and I and I also think that having been online for longer, a little bit longer, that you just kind of get used to things and you just sort of it just ends up being a little bit like water off a duck's back and I'm not saying that things don't affect you but it's a great way to develop that kind of thicker skin that we were talking about you know there's Um, a thing to to be in this this world you need to be very strongly mentally strong Mm. you know otherwise you you will suffer a lot yeah and you know we were talking about um, that I've had a couple of videos that have gone somewhat viral with a few million views recently on Instagram. And um, yeah. it was... Again, you've got to love Emily just throwing that out <laughs> there. Just a few million views. You, you know, know what I'm saying? Yeah. I pulled Emily up on this, but yeah. I need to follow you now. Please <laughs> <laughs> do. It's Miss see you all on Instagram. She also eats. She also has Miss Jones Yeah. Also, Miss Jones my food page, which is my my baby. Yeah. Shameless adverts on the show. <laughs> Mm. Follow us all and Trudy too. Thank yeah, you. yeah, true. How um, cool. You were talking about yeah, the, the two million. Yeah, views. well, it's just it's been an interesting experience because obviously you know I've had mixed comments, mixed I guess, comments yeah. before, sure, but it was kind of you know a whole different world, and it's interesting to see that even at this stage, I've been online for a while now, that you know you can still have that. Um, something can still affect you and you can still grow through it. So I feel like initially when the videos were going viral, I was kind of trying to just be like, ah, whatever. But yeah, sure, of course, I'm a human being, you know, people misinterpreting you and misunderstanding you and putting things on you that aren't what you stand for. It can be very frustrating. But at the end of the day, like your message, I think is important. Mm. And for you, it's important to actually, like you motivate other women and you show them that it's okay mm, so mm. the the important thing to think about is yes i'm getting all this negative stuff from all these yeah. ignorant and stupid people just yes. trolls on the internet who want to they had they're having a bad day and they want to put someone down I mean, yeah, I, right. me. but yeah. then other people who maybe are silent but they look and they'll say like wow like that's I, right i want to be like this or i aspire to be like this or maybe 
I can do that too. And, yeah, and, and you know that you're really so beautiful, that, that you know? one message or that one comment that you get it really it does it then it. make it worth it. Yeah. yeah. But you know, it's something that you know it took a, it it at first you you're feeling a certain type of way, and then but it's a week goes by, and suddenly the comments aren't bothering you that much anymore, and that's just life, isn't it? The more you kind of go, you grow through what you go through, and it just kind of toughens you up a little bit. I want to touch on a different kind of mm. feedback because I'm listening to you, women, and I'm loving it, but I'm also very aware that there would not just be women who are jealous partners or men who give unwanted attention, but there also might be feedback, negative feedback from women who consider themselves to be feminists and would consider what you are doing as detrimental to empowering women. Now, I'm not, I'm put, I love the fact that you've all got these faces on, you're all going, thinking about this yeah I want to hear the answer to that I want to hear your answer to that because that is a reality that some women who are feminists and are all about empowering women might be saying that what you do is actually degrading it's funny because a lot of burlesque performers are feminists and they Ooh. do burlesque but they're feminists, you know, and they're feminists in the way that they 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 stand for sex workers and they stand for for female empowerment. But in the way that we in burlesque, for example, like what's really empowering is that like there is no, you know, there's no director, there's no manager. They're not telling you what to do. You can create your own acts and do whatever you want. Right. It's it's your project. It's your creation. But that's that's not surprising to me at all then. Yeah, because but a I, lot of them are. Yeah, yeah, it's just, it's so it's so strange to me that anybody would have that kind of opinion. And it's crazy to me that they'll say, oh, you're mm. like, okay, some people are saying, you're showing your body, so you're allowing yourself to be um, sexualized, right? But in a way, I'm, I'm saying I'm taking my sensuality back like back like I'm owning it and I'm going up there and it's not that easy to go up on stage and show yourself like that right sometimes maybe you're having a bad day or, and you're feeling a bit bloated or whatever yeah. and you still go out there and oh, you yeah. do it and and then that like I feel so extremely powerful on stage I can't tell you like it's my favorite thing I feel so good and I feel like oh, like I could do anything you know the, oh it's it's just great and I to me, it's like to the audience, you know, and giving the looks and getting feedback. It's so powerful and it feeds you and it feeds people. And it's, it's yes, it's entertainment, but it's also so much more than that. But can you imagine me. how women, some women might think that, let me go back one. Adult entertainment has been around since human beings have been mm -hmm. around. This is not a new story. Mm -hmm. And you, but you can imagine as we, as women want to be identified as CEOs and power leaders in business. Is it taboo for so, them? Sorry, is, is it taboo for them? I feel there is a taboo. Right. Oh, like yeah. But, yeah. but and and I'm gonna say this because you are the lady sitting at the table who took a pause mm -hmm. from OnlyFans mm -hmm. because of the work environment. Yes. So, is there and, not? And because I feel like Emily saying, you need to apply. You need to give a lot of you for this work as well. Right. So it not, it's not enough to be like a part-time or an mm. extra thing. No, You're managing, really. I but do I it. couldn't manage. I but couldn't. I'm not earning as much as Emily, for example. Yes. But also your full-time gig is 
ties in very nicely with yes. the OnlyFans. So and it's, it's kind nice of all part of because it, you know? OnlyFans also allows me to like afford props I couldn't, for example, you know. Okay, that's a whole different mm-hmm. show. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but, but what would your answer be to a what? woman who is saying, actually, I find what you are doing is degrading to what, us as women? What, what could possibly be degrading about taking something that was I'm a not male stealing. dominated? I'm not killing. <laughs> A male-dominated yeah. industry yeah. controlled by men, uh, managed by men, women getting a pittance for doing it, for women taking control of the situation, making their own money to do what the hell they want to do with their lives. I mean, I couldn't think of anything more empowering yeah. than that. The control is yours. The power is yours. If you don't want to do it, don't do it. But if you want to, the option is there and the time is now for women to be profiting off something that men have been profiting off since, you know, time immemorial. Like it's, what what Boom. could be more empowering, really? And if you don't want to do it, then, then really don't do it. It's something to take seriously and it's going to affect every aspect of your life. So you need yeah. to take it seriously. But if you want to and you feel you've got a thick enough skin to do it, then go for it. It's not my case, but I have friends. They could buy a house to their mom and help their friends school the kids. So that's much more than these. Mm. Of course, people will be happy and they they don't care if it's like you showing your body or something. You're doing like this for you and you're not killing, you're not stealing, you're not doing like, mm. you know, like bad, bad things. Yeah. Man, it's, uh, it's freedom. It's and I also freedom. want to say that a lot of people think OnlyFans is only sexual, but I, it's not just that. They're no. really branching out. Like I have a friend who's a professional chef, but she's all, she was also in Playboy. So she does this like cooking OnlyFans, it's but it's amazing. like sexy cooking. So she's a chef oh. and she cooks, but she cooks in lingerie <laughs> and she does all this. It's just, I think yeah. another way to look at it is it's a way of monetizing your content. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Content creation is, you know, it takes time, it takes Limited. effort. It takes and thought. Instagram is banning us from posting sexy content. Yes. So where does yes. where does it go? It can go there. That's what happened yeah. to me, similar to you. My friend was like, you're posting these videos on your stories. You should open an OnlyFans. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sorry. No, it's absolutely, <laughs> that's absolutely right. I mean... You know, get paid for it if you can. Yeah. <laughs> can I, I, you ladies have just really blown my mind in this show. And I know, I know this is unbelievable, but we're coming towards the end of the show. I know, I know, I know. <laughs> this is the last show of the, of the season three, but we are coming to the end. Now, I want to just say that each of you has been really inspiring. Anna, because you are a mum because you've taken a break from it and now you want to come back. I'll take credit for that. Um, But you talked about how empowering it has been for you. Emily, because you just, what you just said there about it's a male-dominated industry, Mm -hmm. I'm taking back the power, I think has blown my mind. And Undine, because you, through burlesque, you've talked about making other women and men feel confident and feel sexy and that makes me proud and it makes you feel good so we're talking about a lot of positivity here and it's been infinitely more positive than it has been negative but uh oh but we started you don't you sexy bite your lip thing 
we started off. <laughs> <laughs> we can all do that, darling. Don't do the eyes. <laughs> Don't do the look. We started off talking about the fact when I offered the stats, and we're going to stick with OnlyFans for a second, and we'll, we'll cover burlesque as well. Mm-hmm. But we talked about the fact that the average income is somewhere around $125 a a month. There's a lot of women who will be thinking to themselves, listening to this show, I know that you've outlined how much work it is, but are thinking to themselves, you know, I can make a quick buck doing this. I want to just get you guys to offer a line of advice, sound advice, not just that it's fantastic and empowering, mm-hmm. but also anything that someone who might be considering going into adult entertainment would need to take into consideration. We've talked about it a lot. You've talked about, you know, grow a, bit, a thick skin. Emily, you've said yeah. this so many times. You said grow a thick skin. But I want you to just kind of to close the show, put this into a statement of what you want to empower women with, but also just to be a little bit more... Um, more maybe rational about what women can expect as well. So I'm going to start with you, Anna, a closing thought to empower women, but also Mm. for anybody who's considering getting into this industry, what would your advice be? You just need to be free and you need to know that if you're posting, these can be seen for all world. So if you post, be proud of your posting, okay? So it's it's important that not be ashamed in any moment, any second. And I'm assuming if you do feel that you might be ashamed, refrain from doing that if that's your headspace. Because I we haven't talked about this, but the impact you just mentioned, you put something out there, it's going to be seen by potentially millions mm-hmm. and it will be out there forever. forever. I've had a guy come up to me at the gym and say, I saw your photos and I didn't subscribe to you. You see? Yeah. And I'm like, okay, can you send me a link where this is? So, and he yeah. did. And I, I mean, and then I'm, I'm handling it. Don't worry it. about it. It's just some free advertising. I know, but I'm, so, I'm, I'm <laughs> handling it. Though. I'm handling it, but yeah. Positivity you, you always. You like that. It's true. People will see it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you have to know. So, so Anna, you have to, cause I'm going to, come to you in a second for your closing but you have to know that that is out there that's you and you have to accept it and you have to be comfortable with that exactly Mm. otherwise it will be not easy for your life Mm. you will feel guilty you will feel you know it's it's stressful if you don't know what you're doing don't do it yeah (laughs) i love that Mm -mm. undine for you your closing thoughts I think, yeah, if you go into anything like this or if you're you're putting yourself out there in the public eye, you have to be ready for what's to come because mm-hmm. it's going to be good and it can be rewarding, but there is going to be also negativity. And yeah, the most important thing that I always tell myself is I only care about the opinion of the people who care about me. Mm-hmm. So like, you know, my mom, my, my, my friends, my closest friends, my partners, whatever right? My partner, whatever. Other people, if they want to say whatever they want to say, don't, do they really know me? No, they don't. So I only care about like the negativity that comes from the people who really know me. And that kind of helps you keep sane. You say, what's important to me? These are the people who are important to me. They know me, they can judge me. Other people, they can say whatever they want, but don't take it to heart. And if you can't do that, then maybe refrain from, from, or, or, slowly baby steps you know 
baby sips, I like that. Mm. Emily, I'm going to throw you the closing statement of the last show of season three. Ooh. Oh, pressure. <laughs> <laughs> oh, pressure whatsoever. Um, I've got a lot to say, but I would say that I agree with what both of the ladies have said today. Um, if there's anything that you're not comfortable with being online and being seen by everyone, don't post it. It's going to get out there. And it's there forever. Ever, and it's there ever, forever. Ever. Um, at the same time, life's short. We are one of however many billion floating around on this random rock in the middle of the universe. So there does have to be a little bit of an aspect of, you know, we're all going to be turning to dust eventually. So you've got to live your life, do what you want we're to do, do what makes you feel good and makes you feel strong and makes you feel comfortable and create the life for yourself or to start to take the, t the steps to creating a life for yourself that you want to live because life's short. Just go for it, man. I'm going to go for it. it. Cheers. Yes. Here's to you, ladies. Cheers. Cheers. Here's to season three. Cheers. Thank you so much. Thank you. Holy cow.